When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Spartan Bride Podcast, fans first, sports network. Jonathan Shop with you. Around the world of college football we go. And I have a pretty good idea that you know where we're going to start first. At the time we're taping this, more and more is coming out about the brewing mega scandal surrounding Michigan football, which currently threatens the Wolverines 2021, 2022, and in reality, 2023 seasons. That is what is being threatened right now by the allegations and ongoing investigation that have trickled their way to the NCAA. If you're turning into this, you know the deal on this show. I'm going to tell you what I think, cut through the bull, and tell you how I got there. Some of this is going to come from a legal perspective that I have doing the work in civil litigation that I do. We're not going to get into the weeds, but I'm going to tell you some things you probably haven't heard yet, maybe haven't thought of yet, and you're probably going to want to keep in the back of your mind as this thing develops at a speed that it's going to appear unprecedented. And part of the reason it's going to appear unprecedented is because this is an unprecedented story in an unprecedented era when there is really a wild card in the situation that I think is probably more powerful, is going to dictate what happens from here and the speed that it happens from here a lot quicker than anybody is ready for at the University of Michigan, probably in the Big Ten, and surely the NCAA. We're going to talk a bit about Michigan State football. The bottom is falling out. It's fallen out, as you know, if you saw the game last week or read, you know, just read the score line, let alone anything beyond that. Now you've got a couple defections, which is not a surprise. 
And we've got some thoughts on that and what's next for Michigan State football. And then what's coming this week in terms of a pick six as you expand your horizons and enjoy the college football landscape. Now, I don't know about you, but I hope you were up way late Saturday night to watch Washington really get bailed out against Arizona State in a game they were about to lose. That's how much we love this game. That's how much we love going around the world of college football today on the Spartan Pride Podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. As the story develops around the University of Michigan football team, it's going at a faster rate than most people expect. If you saw NBC's horrible coverage of this story on Saturday night pregame, you heard a couple of things that, well, we might as well just repeat them, appear to be completely inaccurate. Number one, this won't affect this team, the 2023 team. Number two, don't expect this investigation to move along quickly. I believe those were comments not fit for air. They should not have been aired on NBC and they should have been retracted and they probably need to look at a reevaluation of their lineup. That's how egregious that reporting was. Beyond that, it doesn't appear like it was accurate at all. Not even a handful of days later, what's on the table right now is pretty shocking and pretty stunning. Here's what I think is going on here. I think this is an investigation that was driven by the sports gambling security efforts of different sports gambling companies. I think they got some information. They probably followed it along. They worked to confirm it. And as soon as they confirmed it, that it was confirmed and actually going on in real time, they pulled a fire alarm, informing the Big Ten Conference and informing the NCAA. I think a lot of what they talked about, what they have, is probably never going to see the light of day, probably should not see the light of day because it might open the opportunity for others to find other ways to cheat, etc. But I think you've got this driven not from the NCAA, not from the Big Ten, not from Iowa or Rutgers or any other school in the Big Ten pulling the alarm and saying, hey, look at what they're doing. Um, I bet you this is probably taking a little while. As you've heard, sign stealing is not unusual. You've heard Ohio State come out and say they knew when they changed their signs last year and Michigan State certainly had their prep affected last week, but it didn't appear to be a factor in the game by any stretch. But boy, is it going to be a factor in what happens to Michigan football and the records for 2021, two and three. Here's what I expect is going to happen as we sit here today. I expect before Turkey Day for sure, if not before November 1st, Michigan football is going to essentially lose all the wins they had and forfeit every game for 2021, 22, and probably 23 up until the Michigan State week. Now, if you're trying to figure out how do we err, you err on the side of forfeiting them more games than less. So if they forfeit the entire 2023, it wouldn't be a shock. If they also determine that Michigan is ineligible for postseason play immediately for this year. That wouldn't be a shock. 
we'll talk a little further down the road after the dust settles with what the penalties may be here, but I would think that there's probably a, a year or two that this is going to trickle beyond, uh, meaning that they may face a ban and, and some real problems in years to come. The reason that I suggest that is not because I'm some anti-Michigan guy. I'm not from the state of Michigan, folks. I could have gone to either school. I chose Michigan State, which is fine. I don't have the mitten state bitterness between the two. But what I do have here is an understanding that, do you have any idea how many thousands, if not millions of dollars, maybe even a million dollars is affected here in money that was gambled on or against Michigan, point spreads, this, that, the other. I don't know all the stuff that's going on there over the last couple of years. Do you have any idea what kind of headache that's going to be for DraftKings or FanDuel or any legitimate legal gambling operation? What are they going to do with all this? Are they going to refund? Are they going to credit people? Which actually doesn't seem like that bad of an idea since almost all the gamblers lose all the money anyway, right? Not an easy thing to figure out. This is not your everyday NCAA issue. This is not schools stealing signs in the 80s and 90s or even early 2000s. This is not like that at all. You now have a legal, massive financial interest involved that has to do business as well. Because of that, I don't think this is going to take very long to get very far. And I have a real strong feeling that pretty quickly Michigan football is going to be erasing some history and really in just a state of shock. You know, some Wolverines initially are looking at denying. This is getting real hard to deny really quickly. Shock is setting in. What is the fallout to come? I suppose it depends, but I believe the fallout is ultimately going to be forfeiting 2021, 22, and probably most, if not all, of 23, and then looking at some pretty serious um, bull bans and other problems for the coming seasons. Larger than that is a potential lack of institutional control. It's too soon to know anything about that. I can just tell you that the amount of interest the gambling industry has in rooting this out is probably a lot stronger and has a lot more teeth than the NCAA right now. And I think they're going to drive the ship. I think the ship is going to hit ground pretty quickly. Needless to say, it's a story that we're going to follow. It affects Michigan State directly. How ironic. How ironic would it be if the Spartans then end up winning the 2022 game by forfeit and Sticking with the loss here in 2023 because it was the first game that Michigan was, I guess, considered clear. Who knows? That's very possible. That's how wild this thing is going and getting. It's going to keep developing pretty quickly. But I would be extraordinarily concerned about the future of Michigan football, the record that they have. The clock is ticking. I don't think there's too much time left on it. Expect more news on this as soon as this weekend. Michigan State's got some news. Some players taken off for the transfer portal. Not a surprise. We're going to talk about it next. With Mel Tucker fired, 
On September 27, a unique rule came into play for Michigan State football. It opened up a window for Spartans to enter, immediately enter the transfer portal for 30 days after the firing. Now, it's also given players what you might call the Connor Hayward exception, if you recall. Hayward goes into the portal, ends up coming back to Michigan State after Mel Tucker is hired. What I mean there is they can go into the portal and decide to return to MSU once a new coach is hired. Simeon Barrow is a name you know well. Simeon Barrow is a player. Opted out during the COVID season. Barrow's from Georgia, just south of Augusta, very rural area. Big upside for him. Really key injury in 2021, that Purdue game that Michigan State lost that was marred by injury. Um, and I think... Uh, Unfortunate targeting got got Barrow. He's had an up and down career with a little bit of an injury bug, but I think he's definitely got NFL potential. So does he probably make sense for him to consider the options of where the best place to continue his career and basically just plan for NFL um, prospects? What, what's going to do the most to put him in the best position to work at the NFL level? That's understandable. He may be back. We'll see. The other, Justin Blackstock, is a or sorry, Keyshawn Blackstock is is a guy new to MSU from the junior college route. Not a big deal. Um, who knows where his career goes? Can't blame him for stepping into the portal. That makes a little more than a handful now. Jordan Simmons, who I couldn't believe returned to Michigan State before the season. Hank Pepper and defensive back Justin White have left the team. Some are not officially in the portal. That's not a big deal. The big deal here is, I, I hate to say, I told you so, or you saw it coming, but when you lose games like you do, the Maryland game, oh man, we could have had a shot in that one. We could have had a, we should have had a shot in that one. But then to lose the Iowa game, be, because the probably more than anything, the coaching, and to lose the Rutgers game the way they did, this is not something that you can save at that point. This is when defections start to happen. People start going their own ways, not necessarily splintering in a bad way, but the, the, very rare that something gets better from here, folks. So these guys looking at the 30-day window, that's what it is. Michigan State football, as quick as they can hire the right coach, they should. I hope that's sooner than later. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. We don't have a whole lot of news on the on the coaching search at this time, other than I would continue to expect that it is ongoing, and it would not surprise me if there was news sooner than later. I would prefer to see news before November 1st so a new head coaching staff could get assembled and could get off and working. But as we've talked about on this show, and I will remind you again, Michigan State needs to hear from the NCAA, and that may not be publicly, about what they can and cannot do. Can they hire a coach right now? If they hire a head coach, can they hire a staff? How much staff? These are the questions, these are the things that are in the air when you have an opening so remarkably early in the season. It doesn't matter the circumstances, just so remarkably early in the season. So these may be the last to jump at the portal for now, but. Don't be surprised what happens next. Who knows? And don't be surprised if there's changes in the lineup. We've heard 
Harlan Barnett, unfortunately, indicate that he maybe didn't take the reins soon enough as head coach at Michigan State. He says he's taking them now. If he's taking them now, we should start to see some changes in the lineup and some different changes, maybe even in the coaching staff ranks, as you see others like former Spartan assistant and Spartan quarterback Dan Enos fired from Arkansas this week after a mighty 7-3 loss, a game they should have won. Whether that's the head coach's decision or not doesn't matter. The point is, Sam Pittman is a head coach at Arkansas in a pretty stable position. Harlan Barnett is in a completely unstable position. He's got really very little to lose. He ought to be calling the shots and doing whatever he wants today, literally today. So I hope he does. And if he does, maybe we'll see something look a little different this Saturday when Michigan State goes to Minnesota. We'll talk about that game on Friday. But next, we're going to go ahead and pick six. So we wrap up our look around college football on the Spartan Pride podcast. You know this is part of that Fans First Sports Network. Jonathan Shop wrapping up Spartan Pride podcast with you. We're picking six. That's what we do around here. These are the six most interesting games ever this weekend in college football. Georgia State at Georgia Southern. What? Ah, that's a home state. Uh, No, no, no. Wait a second here. Georgia State, the newest program in the home state of the sport, in the home, the capital city of the sport in Atlanta, they are six and one and second in the Sun Belt. Do you remember Clay Hilton? Did you know that Clay Helton is from near the Panhandle area of Florida? His football team is five and two, fourth in the Sun Belt. We're talking Sun Belt City here, folks. This is a massive one. Georgia State at Georgia Southern, 7.30 Thursday night. Get there. Get there. That one is going to be delivering some wood. You want to talk about a game of interest? You want to pick six? You start right there. That is going to be a banger, as the kids say. Let's look a little further down in the weekend. It's not the greatest weekend of all time. I will give you that. But there are some interesting ones. I got to start out in the Pac-10, because I'm always going to call it the Pac-10, no matter how many are in it. Oregon at Utah. Hello, 330 kick. How about the Utes own Southern Cal right now? They're at home, fired up. Oregon at Utah. You're going to want to get there. Get another TV, another screen, 330 Duke at Louisville. Why is this interesting? Rising up and coming Mike Elko, really fine head football coach. When you talk about offense, Jeff Brom, this one's got some, some tantal to it. A little tantalizer, Duke at Louisville. That's three games that you're going to want to consider taking a look at. Why would I say Oklahoma at Kansas? Uh, A couple reasons. A couple reasons. Five and two Jayhawks. They got a quarterback that can make a difference. It's the bottom line. The quarterback is a difference maker for Kansas. This is a game where you could be thinking Oklahoma could be absolutely ripe to look past Kansas. And if they do... It could be closer or more interesting later on than expected. So let's keep an eye on that game in Lawrence. We're talking Oklahoma at Kansas. 
there's a game in Jacksonville which has to make this list for one major reason. It is beyond ridiculous that the largest outdoor cocktail party in the world is played in Jacksonville every year. How about Georgia and Florida? You know, you're my number one rival. You're such a big rival that we're going to play you in a neutral site every single year. What in the world is that garbage? It is garbage. It remains garbage. It's beyond ridiculous. This game should be rotated in the following fashion. At Georgia. Neutral site. At Florida. Neutral site. At Georgia. Neutral site. At Florida. Neutral site. I don't care whether it's Atlanta, Jacksonville, the Citrus Bowl, somewhere in the in else. You have to go in a kid's four-year career, he's got to play in the home stadium and the away stadium of your absolute top rival. This is a joke. The rest of the country looks at it as a joke, to be honest with you. Sorry, Georgia and Florida fans. You can't be taken seriously if it's your number one rival and you don't play at each other's home place. It's just ridiculous. It makes it seem like an exhibition game. For the love of the sport, stop it. It's gone on way, way too long way too long lastly in the pick six i want to turn your attention to seven o'clock tennessee at kentucky hmm tennessee at kentucky now that gets a little interesting balls coming off a oh they kind of let one get away there 34 20 loss at alabama game was some people think it was closer than that some people don't didn't like some of the calls Kentucky 5-0 start, 0-2 the last two weeks. That's why this one is interesting. This one is in Lexington. This one is a decent matchup to take a look at. Tennessee at Kentucky to round out your top and your pick six. There are other games of interest. This is not a bad weekend, but you got to dig a little. And that's why if you stuck with me on this show, I appreciate your time. You now know the six most interesting games ever in college football this week we look around the world of college football every wednesday on this here spartan pride podcast i'm jonathan shop i thank you for your time i will talk to you on friday as we preview michigan state at minnesota another edition of the spartan pride podcast on the fans first sports network